TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. WILK News Radio. Now I want you to listen to these words by Stevie Wonder. After the non-words from Joe Biden, this describes his voters. This describes people who still believe in the Democrat Party. By the way, this goes for battery-powered cars as a savior for climate change. Keep playing it as we bring Tom Pyle in. Tom Pyle is the president of the American Energy Alliance based in Washington, D.C. Pyle brings a unique backdrop of public and private sector experience to help manage AEA's Washington, D.C.-based staff and their operations. And he basically says... Biden's trying to force us into battery-powered cars. And there's some things you need to know as the left-wing lunatics continue this drive towards insanity and primacy of red China in the automotive markets. Tom Pyle, welcome. How are you, sir? Good morning to you, Bob. I'm doing well. I wish I could say the same for Americans uh, under this regime. I mean, we just, this gibberish came out and I I said, you know, you you just have to reflect. This is the person who's at least the titular head of these kind of insane policies. Talk to us about this. uh, First of all, what are the regulations they're trying to put in place that are going to mandate battery powered cars? Uh, they are trying to make it impossible for automobile, automobile manufacturers to comply with a impossible fuel efficiency mandate that they're imposing on, on them. The result will be, and this is not hypothetical, this is likely to start in March of this year in a couple of months. It is The result will be that automobile manufacturers will be forced to reduce the number of gas-powered cars that they build and increase the number of electric vehicles that they build, only making EVs available to us. Therefore, it's a it's a ban on cars. It's it's that yeah. simple. Tom Pyle, I mean, they they, they know that the uh, automakers are losing billions of dollars, not millions, billions each 
at least as far as the big three go, trying to uh, meet the mandates that exist now with with the battery-powered cars. Yeah, not only that, but they're laying off thousands of union workers. That is the, that is the result of these policies. They've they've announced thousands of layoffs in the last three months alone. So, Mister Union is killing union jobs in the process. And look, I'm not against EVs. Someone wants to buy one. Why not? Yeah, more power to them. <laughs> but I don't want it to be forced down my throat. That's mm-hmm. just not American. So, yeah, and the, the head of the uh, the um... United Auto Workers Union just came out and said a great majority of union workers will not vote for Biden. I mean, they get it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he endorsed him at the same time. How is that? How is that for leadership? So, your your listeners need really need to pay attention to this because um, right now, already, the average cost of a new car is as high as it's ever been, and the average cost of an electric vehicle is like $20,000 higher than that, Bob. They're, they're literally making it impossible for us to afford a car, and the which two, will force the, us out of our car. Tom Pyle is our guest. And, uh, Tom, the not only the two things that cost the most, that's exclusive of interest rates, by the way, the two things that cost the most and the biggest purchases in any American's life, the vast majority of us, is a home and a car, and they're both getting priced out of our opportunity to buy. Because of government policies. The government's supposed to be helping us out, right? Uh, I don't understand how they think this is helpful. Look, if it were really about the environment, I'd say, okay, well, let's take a look at that. Well, there are studies out there that show that it's really just a wash between the impacts of a gas-powered car and an electric vehicle and the overall scheme of, of things. So... To me, this is about a war against affordable energy, a war against the energy that we have and produce here in this country, namely oil and natural gas. And if they are successful, they're trading our energy independence for dependence on China, because China controls 80 percent of the supply chain and the materials and minerals that go into these batteries. This is this is bad economic policy and bad national security policy at the same time. All right, you you mentioned China stands to benefit from the proposal. Uh, like, I would have to think, and I, I I reluctantly have come to this conclusion that Biden is pursuing a policy passed down by the globalists, but it favors China to such a point that it's almost like he knows that they can expose he and his family for selling out the United States when he was vice president and when he was at the University of Pennsylvania with the Biden Policy Center? See, I don't know if he knows or he doesn't know, but in either situation, it's not good for us because if he doesn't know, it means that he's not really running this country. His bureaucrats are running this country. And that's not good for for us either. We need a steady hand at the the helm of of our nation's you know, federal government and what we see every single day, unfortunately, is not that. Tom Piles, our guest, he's the president of the American Energy Alliance in Washington, D.C. Well, when you look at it, uh, we could be moving towards natural gas powered cars, 
We've got that aplenty. And we have been the United States, not China, not India. The United States has been reducing its supposed uh, environmental footprint already. Huge. Hugely, yes. I think the real answer here is let us choose. Let the market decide this. You know, hybrid vehicles are a good alternative, right? They have the security and and peace of mind of a gas-powered engine. Plus, you get fuel efficiency when you're making small trips. But but the government, when is where in the Constitution did it say, you know, the founders say, you know what, let's go ahead and decide what types of cars or buggies Americans can drive, right? <laughs> um, it's the same with the gas stoves. You saw this last year, right? They want to ban gas stoves. It's like let us choose the products that we that make the most sense for us. And that's what we're saying is the government should not be in this business. It only hurts. It's killing jobs. It's making the, the, the cost of cars more expensive. It's reducing our choices and our ability for our mobility, quite honestly. Tom Pyle, are you finding that the uh, big car makers have to charge part of them having to charge more for internal combustion cars is to make up for the billions in losses they're suffering from EV production? There's absolutely no question about that. I mean, the average cost of a new car, the average is $40,000 a year. Hmm. It's the highest it's ever been. And low-cost, affordable gas-powered cars are increasingly unavailable to us. And the result is is that uh, we're keeping our cars longer. And, and the used car market it, is getting more expensive, not, not to mention the interest rates uh, are making it hard to get loans. So this this policy is hurting American families, period, bar none, because you nailed it. This is the next to the home. This is our biggest, most important purchase. We shouldn't be reduced. We shouldn't have our choices reduced from for us from our government. Tom Pyle's our guest. He's the president of the American Energy Alliance in Washington, D.C. And one of the things that has happened is that the marketplace has been deciding, meaning the American people have been deciding, we really don't want electric cars. We don't want battery cars because we're rejecting them in the marketplace. We're not even renting them. Hertz had to get rid of a third of its fleet. (laughs) That's right. 45, nearly 5,000 dealerships across the country sent a letter to President Biden saying, tap the brakes. These cars are piling up and our dealerships, including 85 from Pennsylvania, we, they're not, the consumers don't want them, and you can't force somebody to buy them. So let the market work. Let the consumers choose the types of cars that make sense for them, and let us sell those to the consumer. Tom Pyle, have you, well, I'm, I know you have, but describe for us, the legalities of this. We talked about constitutionality, uh, at least brushed past it or through it. Is it constitutional to do these things through executive action in the end? Very good question. And that was what I was going to get to, too. And the other thing is, is we have not, Congress hasn't voted on this. In California, the, the legislature didn't vote on this. 
The they probably would, sadly. California. California's legislature probably would, sadly. Yeah. They might. They might. Yeah. But, but put it to a vote. Yeah. The bureaucrats know this is deeply unpopular with voters, and so they're trying to do it via executive fiat. And, and the courts may have, uh, may, may have something to say in the future about it. But, but between then and now, we're going to suffer as a result. So we're encouraging your listeners and everybody to pay attention to this, to write the president. He may or may not listen, but we need to, we need to engage and tell him, hey, don't take away my ability to choose the car that makes the most sense for me. And write the auto companies, too. If you own a GM car or a Ford or whatever, write the CEO and say, you know, please encourage the administration to back off on this plan. Uh, the, more, the, the more people are aware about it, the less they like it. And quite honestly, it's deeply unpopular with voters yeah. in all the surveys we've done. It's a, it's a, it's a, a way above 60, 40 issue in a lot of instances uh, opposed to this agenda. And, and those who are, who, those who favor it are brainwashed. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, you know, Cause the, you, you touched on it before and I talk about it all the time. the, both the energy and the supposed carbon emissions. Let's even assume that's bad for the environment. Let's, so we're going we're gonna to leap into their assumption. But it's net-net worse once you add in and calculate what in God's name do we do with the batteries. Yeah, I mean, it's a real unknown, too, and that's the funny thing. is, is All this is being justified on environmental grounds, but... We don't know what the long-term implications are going to be. Where are we going to store all you? We're supposed to store. We're supposed to recycle our little double A and triple A batteries, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, how many of us have that tossed it in our trash? You know, um, these things are have an impact on the environment, and that's the other point here is is that uh, we've always done over, our, especially America, we've always done more with less. We are good environmental stewards. Our air and water is cleaner than any other country. We produce oil and gas more cleanly than anyone else in the world. We can have both. We can have affordable, reliable electricity, cars, things like that, and we can do our part for the environment. But the other side has a jihad, a holy war against coal, oil, and natural gas. And they see the gas-powered car as the enemy number one for them. And that's partly what this is about, Bob. Uh, as they drive, fly in uh, private jets and 200-foot uh, <laughs> yachts. Tom Pyle, president of the American Energy Alliance. The AEA is running a Save Our Cars coalition. So you're not just speaking about this. You guys are putting together people uh, to focus on this. And, and if you go to savecars.org, Tell us about that that site uh, where you're trying to develop a coalition. Sure. We've got 40 groups uh, that are involved. They fan uh, across the country, uh, a lot of national groups as well, grassroots groups, think tanks, that kind of stuff. The, the reason that we put this coalition together is because the members of these different organizations are also hearing from their activists saying, what's going on with this agenda? So, it's been easy to put the coalition together, and, the, and the, the goal is is to grow the coalition, to include people like the dealerships and others. But the main goal is to educate people, get them to understand that this is coming. 
This isn't some fantasy. This is what they're literally proposed. It's sitting at the White House right, right now for review and, and could come out as an official policy within the next couple of months. Oh. So our coalition is designed to educate and activate and engage um, people around the country to push back against this agenda, both with the administration, with their uh, state legislatures and governors, and with the automate manufacturers as well, just to say, hey, guys, work with us, the customer, to, to preserve our ability to choose the cars that make sense for us. Well, Tom Pyle, thank you so much. Uh, the president of the American Energy Alliance, keep fighting for us, please. And anytime you want to uh, air what you're doing or what we need people to do, you're welcome on this program. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, but Tom Pyle, he, as straight as you can say it, they're coming for you. They're coming for your freedom. They're coming for your car. We'll be back. Ringo Starr, number one hit, this date, 1974. 30-some-year-old uh, man talking about a 16-year-old girl. Fascinating. It was Ringo's version of the Johnny Burnett song. I don't know what age Johnny Burnett was when he did the song. But uh, sorry, Ringo, even though you were a Beatle, you weren't hanging around with my daughter. Ain't happening. Oh, Lord. Well, guys, all of this is, like, these are just the harsh facts and the truth. It's unbelievable. And, I mean, this is what it is. And yet we're going to ignore truth, fact, and reality in order to talk about nonsense. I tell you that the the regressive left is this toxic mixture of naivete and evil. They've taken over the Democrat Party. And they're pursuing these insane policies. So we're we're pursuing something that doesn't even improve the environment. They can't prove it. They can't they can't demonstrate it. It's a net negative for the environment. Their main thrust, battery powered cars. So it's got to be about something else, right? Yes. Control. And who's sitting there like the Cheshire Cat, the Red Chinese? Doug uh, tells us they'll have to pry his car uh, out of his <laughs> cold, dead hands. And, and further points out, only the rich will have vehicles. That's where they're headed. That's what they want. And they'll tell you when you can go. Another says, I'll have to pry my dead cold fingers from my wagoneer first, and mine too. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Carol Zubris is with us. That's the daughter of John Goshevsky, who we are honoring today, the Wilkesbury native and our veterans' tribute. Let's hear from our great sponsors. We'll come back, talk to Carol. John Goshevsky, Wilkesbury. Our veteran for today, born 1924, we lost him in 2020. 
His obituary says he was a husband, father, grandfather, veteran, and retired funeral director of the Brookside section of Wilkes-Barre. Born January 25th, 1924 in Miners Mills section of Wilkes-Barre. Son of the late Joseph and Mary Gashevsky. Veteran of World War II. He was a member of the 91st Infantry Division and survived action in Anzio and the entire Italian campaign. Graduate of James M. Coughlin High School, class of 1942, licensed funeral director. Involved with the Brookside American Legion, the Disabled American Veterans, Post 9, and the Luzerne County Funeral Director Association. He worked at the VA in Wilkes-Barre, Tobyhanny Army Depot, and the Luzerne County Public Assistance Office as a caseworker. His daughter, Carol, who along with Brian Hughes helped out with this tribute, is with us. And Carol, welcome. Good to have you back on WILK, first of all. Oh, thank you, Bob. Bob, Rob, thank you. First of all, congratulations on your pronunciation of Goshevsky. That's a a big tongue twister. Well, I'm part Polish, (laughs) but I asked Brian Hughes' assistance for a phonetic, because it could go either way, as you know. Yes, it can. <laughs> Tell us about your dad. Man, oh, what an extraordinary life. Wasn't it something? Well, first of all, Stolot, 100 years old. He almost made it, Rob. Yeah. We lost him at 96 in 2020, one of the last funerals before the COVID hit. And as a funeral director, our funeral director at the time thought, he said, Mr. Gashevsky deserves a funeral because they were shutting down funerals at that time. Yeah. It's tough, and we had one of the last ones for him to have an honorary service. So I thank Chris Unitas for that, and he did an ex- extraordinary job in giving him the funeral service that he deserved because he was a funeral director. That yeah. was his call after seeing so much death and destruction in Anzio. That's what he wanted to do, but his first call after high school, he wanted to be in radio. So that's how I got my bug to be in it. You know, he was yeah. reading scripts. And uh, Carol Zubris is our guest. She's the daughter of John Goshevsky, who we honor today. And Carol, did we lose you or do we still have you? I'm still here. Can you hear me? Well, I've got got these great pictures that were published in uh, LULAC and uh, just a group of people honoring your dad as he received a belated tribute, and uh, man, he was a big, tall guy, wasn't he? Yes, he was over six feet tall, and my son is also almost six two, so yeah. it carries that tradition in the family. I uh, guess he started his career early. He wanted to be in radio. I don't know if I mentioned yeah, that at yeah. all. Yeah, he did. he really wanted to be in that, but he really wanted to fight for his country. So he was the part of the class of the 1942 of Coughlin High School. Yay, Coughlin. Go Crusaders. And he was the only son. And he didn't have to go. He could have got a determined, but he wanted to go. Yeah. And away he went. And what an extraordinary journey he had. So the story told in LULAC is that uh, John Goshevsky found himself, your dad, in the Po Valley of Italy. Yeah. And they... Uh, had surrounded some Germans and mm-hmm. and he knew Polish who, you know, people forget German and Polish borders have been changing for 
centuries. And I guess he figured out how to have them understand it. And then uh, 40, 40 soldiers came out and surrendered. <laughs> you believe that? Because uh, he was a tall, tall stature, and he thought, well, I'll talk in Polish, because he said they were starving, they were emaciated. And he marched them back to where he was supposed to go, and his commanding officer <laughs> took credit for it. He's <laughs> like, what the hell, you know? So he really didn't really talk about it too much, and then a about 20, well, I guess it's about maybe 15 years ago, I contacted Marino's office about that. Congressman Tom Marino, yeah. couldn't believe it. And he says, I've got to do something special. So they got the Pennsylvania National Guard, and they honored him at the Kingston Armory with my sisters, uh, Paula uh, Gusheski-Tracy, who followed his footsteps as her call to service. She is a uh, United States veteran of the United States Navy and an RN. Oh, great. And she's probably listening right now. Shout out to Paula. Shout and, out, um, Paula. Shout out to you, Paula. Another great she veteran. She at the uh, Chicago Naval Base Hospital, and she got the second front of the Vietnam War, the passenger. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, the soldiers coming back. So that was another war that she had to fight, but she did an extraordinary job. But my dad, oh, he was something else. And then the other story is that he shared a bunk in a foxhole with Audie Murphy. Huh. And a lot of people don't remember who he was, but he did. <laughs> and I, well, I mean, everybody remembers the name, but you're right. Nobody, maybe maybe people this day and age don't. And and he was at Anzio at the same time as Bob Dole, our former senator and presidential candidate who was permanently disabled from that experience. So th- this was not patty cake that he experienced going up the boot with his troops. I just don't know how he survived it. It really is a miracle. You know, that's why I'm here today and so grateful that he fought for our service and came back home. Uh, he lost his teeth. He lost a lot of weight. But he didn't lose his girl. So he married Madeline, uh, Madeline Lisansky from Port Griffith, and they had four wonderful daughters, my sister Paula, Susan, myself, Carol with a K, and my sister Myra. And we are living testimony of his thrive for life and right. his call to what he did after he returned. He became a funeral director for over 50 years. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's fantastic. In Brookside. I, I say about so many of these veterans, they did the ordinary so often and so well that it became extraordinary. Well, I thank you so much for honoring him today. He's up in heaven right now saying, ah, that a girl, Carol. Don't forget about your dad. <laughs> well, Carol Zubris, we're not done honoring, and we'll do it the rest of the morning. And I thank you for giving us the opportunity and giving me the opportunity to talk about him. Uh, it, it is a true honor. Thank you, Bob. God All bless right. America. God bless our veterans. And God bless your family. Thank you, Bob. All Have right. a great day. Thank you so much, Carol. We'll take happy a break. Happy birthday, Dad. Oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. On that tearful note, tears of joy, though. We'll take a break. Bob Cadaro, W-I-L-K. We'll be back. Well, that's for Guy Volvano. And it is Eddie Van Halen's birthday. So we had him on our list. You really got me. Because on January 26, 1957, singer and songwriter 
Uh, Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, born Amsterdam, Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And uh, Joey G sent that in. Said, "Play that for Guy Volvano. I'm in." <laughs> well, we are back on the eponymous program, and Ray from Mountaintop is on the line. And he knows our veteran for today, John Gushevsky, and uh, wanted to just say something uh, in that regard. Ray, welcome, as always. Well, I, I, had, I had met him years and years and years ago, Robert. And as, as uh, his daughter was commenting about his illustrious life and his accomplishment, I heard her mention the fact that he participated in capturing... 40 access soldiers and immediately she shared with us that his one of his commanding officers took credit for his actions. <laughs> yes. And the first thing that went through my mind was clearly that officer was a Democrat from Scranton. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, it could have been from California, too. I mean, <laughs> could be no, a no, lot of no, places. No. <laughs> This one was a Democrat from Scranton. <laughs> you know, Robert, while we talk just for a brief moment, let, let's talk about or talk to or perhaps help all of the ladies who are Democrats in Lackawanna County who have sons between the age of, say, 25 and 30, and those sons are bright, and competent, educated, and have a wonderful future in front of them. And all of a sudden, out of their past from 10 or 15 years ago, a possibly deranged female comes up and says, your son was sexually attacking my daughter. Now, my daughter can't remember exactly where, can't remember when, doesn't know for sure who was there, can't tell you the day of the week or the month or even the year, but she knows that your son attacked her, and now your son needs to be drugged through criminal proceedings, have his future destroyed, because she's certain that he did something. But we don't know where, and we don't know when, and we didn't tell anybody, and there's no police reports. That is Gene Carroll trying to destroy President Trump. That's it. Uh-huh. Okay, I was wondering where, where you were leading, because the comparison actually brought my mind uh, back to our Supreme Court uh, hearings with uh, well, it, Kavanaugh. It, it, could, it could be that, <laughs> yeah. too. And, yeah. and the message to those people that may be contemplating supporting Nikki Haley, I don't know who they could be, but if they are, just understand, when you say that our future next president and past president is a source of chaos, just remember, either A, they own you completely, in which case they won't mind if you get elected, or B, you're next. Because hmm. they'll destroy you, your family, your character, your business, your reputation. This has nothing to do about the content of your character or Ray, the ability we, to We got to go. Bloomberg Money Minute. Thank you, my friend. We're playing that for uh, my friend Greg Vladika, and it's his birthday today, but 
Guy Volvano wants it too. So we got multiple requests for uh, our guy, Eddie Van Halen, on his birthday, born back in 1957. So, <laughs> so there we go. Greg, happy birthday. And Guy, happy to play double shot of uh, your guy, Eddie Van Halen. So, you know, you look at what we're talking about here, and Joe Biden, by the way, was it funny that we played it after Bill Clinton? (laughs) He was running with the devil. Well, he didn't want to talk about his affairs because they were painful. He didn't want to talk about his affairs because he didn't want to be caught. And Hillary would kill him. And if you remember, after that 60 Minutes interview took place this date, 1992, this light standard fell down. And it would have killed the Clintons. Certainly hurt them quite a bit. Maimed them, maybe. It was almost like the devil jumped in there and said, oh, God, does this guy lie. But he was, you know, he was a likable liar, unlike Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a sickening, disgraceful, deteriorated, corrupt liar. Everything he says is a lie. I've got um, one of my friends who happens to be on the Democrat donor bullspit list. This is, this is the message from Joe Biden. Now, just remember, I say he lies with every statement he makes, except when he's talking complete gibberish, then you can't tell. And we're going to play that again at the beginning of the hour, next hour. Robert, the New Hampshire results are in, and it's clear Donald Trump has all but locked up the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. While I'm the only person who has ever beaten Donald Trump, now this is from Biden, I need your help to do it again. This could be from Jean-Pierre because she writes his Twitter uh, and got caught doing it, his Twitter feeds. He continues, we cannot run the risk of Trump or any MAGA extremist stepping foot in the Oval Office. Trump is threatening to undermine American democracy. We just did an entire segment and interview this hour about Joe Biden trying to take away your car without legislation, without any input from the public. We also know they squelched free speech. We also know they investigated Catholics. We also know they frog-marched pro-life protesters out of their house with ninja hit squads. We also know that they've squelched free speech of people who just appeared outside of the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Now, we know what's going on here. We know who hates democracy, the liars. He continues, reward the wealthy on the backs of the middle class. Who is imposing... Battery-powered cars, higher energy prices, higher food prices, higher... Who has cost the average American 18,000-plus since his presidency intending to do so? 
Who hurt the middle class? Who's crucifying the middle class? Wow. And then he says, and ban abortion nationwide. Another, it's lie, lie, lie. This is all this disgusting fool and his acolytes have to offer. Oh, yeah, and laughing at basically nothing. Words that aren't even English. Whew. All right, we'll take a break. Bob Cadaro, W-I-L-K. Uh, Brian Hughes with the news. Then we will come back and... We've got the third hour of the Lollapalooza, and we're looking forward to it. Back shortly. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 